Two men find forbidden love herding sheep in Wyoming. New York society's most famous novelist becomes obsessed with a Midwest murder. Edward R. Murrow goes head to head with Joseph McCarthy. A secret team is assembled to avenge the murders of 11 Israeli Olympians. And everyone's a little bit racist in Los Angeles. <laughs> this time on the Oscar should have gone to 2005. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to Crash. <laughs> oh my god! Can we sing the song? Yeah, you can. Everyone's <laughs> a little bit racist sometimes. Oh my god, that's or, the greatest. You know, yeah, Avenue Q it, is like right before that, too. In this so. case, like. Yeah violently <laughs> racist 100% of the time. Like yeah, yeah. more than a yeah. All of yeah. Yes. All of every waking percent. moment. Yeah. yeah and they spend a lot of time thinking about race. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. That's really funny. Hey, guys. Hi. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to 2005. Oh, it's so good to be here. It's so great. How was your day, Craig? Um, it was pretty good. Um, the Astros lost, so that wasn't good. But to I saw the Diamondbacks. To the Diamondbacks, who is your husband's baseball team. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was unfortunate. Not that anybody cares about that. I spent the day <laughs> listening to Soup John Stevens and getting drunk in my kitchen while cooking. So the classic, it's, like a real, it's been a real win. It's a classic Sunday for Megan. It really, That's a classic every day for Megan. <laughs> but, but it's like, it's like, it's okay on, Sundays on a Sunday. On it feels okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it feels good on it's Sundays. It's sad on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> and listen, it has happened then too, and I don't regret it. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. there's no, no regrets. I do feel like we'll probably all die soon anyway, so we may as well just... Enjoy it while it lasts. Get them kicks when we can. Yeah. I also did a mask... And I'm. I put a second. I'm multitasking now. I have like another mask on today. I've been so, doing. I've been I, doing. I thought you said mask at first. I was like, you did a mask. I did mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's she's saying I'm a full for my... a full requiem mask. <laughs> um, let's bring in our guest Nicole Payson's with us this Hi, week. Thanks for being here. <laughs> we went to mass earlier together. It was so cleansing. Very cleansing. Mm-hmm. Very, very spiritual. Very centering experience. Mm-hmm. 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 The crucifix always does that to me. The, the bloody, bloody crucifix. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. It's not terrifying. For sure. Not terrifying at all. I do love, like... That's, I feel like that's like a real down part of their religion, and they, mm. there's a lot of that everywhere. Yeah. It's really dark and sadistic in a way. Like, yeah. Because I, I did not grow up Catholic. I mean, I grew up Christian. I grew up um, Congregationalist, which is like just very liberal. Wait, what Protestant. is Congre... Okay. Is it's it like, like Unitarian? It's like one step less... Universal okay. than Unitarian. Yeah, like they took like six more years to allow women to be. Like, <laughs> that makes sense. Maybe. Or yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like it's like we they're feel okay like, with gay people, but just like just okay. Yeah, no, yeah. we're like we're very <laughs> accepting of gay people. Oh, good. Okay. That was yeah, that's a prerequisite. But it, but you know, it, it no, it's 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 still considered Christian, which is why I just say it's like one step right. conservative. Yeah. I get, but it's not even conservative. It's just yeah, yeah it's just Christian. But yeah. like but like as liberal as you can get, basically. And whenever I would go to 
like, you know, a friend's first communion or confirmation in Catholic church or like baptism or Mm -hmm. something. It was terrifying. Like I got, I, like I, I walked in and I was like, for the life of me, could not take my eyes off the bloody, bloody, Mm -hmm. you know, corpse of Jesus up there. And like all the smells and the incense and the chanting and the like, it's no wonder that there are so many horror movies that are yeah. based on and in the Catholic Church centered around it's creepy. that. Yeah. Well, and also they molest kids too. Well, there's that. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah. that. Yeah. Maybe there's just that. as you know, the whole it's all driving them slowly insane. Yeah. There. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Spotlight yeah. is a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Particularly yeah. for certain people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ugh, creepster. Um, so we're talking about 2005 this week. Wait, wait, fun. wait. Let's all stop for a second because this chair is very. Squeaky and it's bothering. I'm gonna switch chairs, guys. Oh, You're really, really. We should video this because this is some um, primo. The, the, the sight of me like doing any sort of like physical activity is. It's hilarious. shocking. Like it's almost unbelievable that you can do it. Like, <laughs> this sort of thing. Um, what's interesting about 2005 is we were all in the same place in 2005. We were all at NYU. Yeah. Um, Nicole and I have actually already talked about this, um, and we'll get into it more, but I, we both actually remember where we were when these Oscars happened. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yes. Shit, I'm trying to think about it. Yeah. So 2005, this is the year 2005, yes. so it would have been 2006, so it would have been... It would have been our, our senior year, Nicole's junior year. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool. Of, of, junior, of junior high. We were in <laughs> seventh and eighth grade. Junior <laughs> high yes. school. Why are you continuing to date us? Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, I will be honest. I'm trying to think. I definitely. What's, where were you guys? Tell me that. So there was an apartment in the East Village that I went to uh, the Playwrights Horizon studio that kind of just got passed through different um, people that went to went to that studio. So they I passed think, it down. Yeah, I think when I down. think. When I was watching it there, my friend Kristen Arthur, my friend Todd Briscoe, I think they both lived oh, there. Yeah. I think Sydney Gallus was living there at the time as well. But um, a, a litany of different playwrights people lived there at some point. So, um, But I know I was there watching it. Was that the one between C and D? No, that's no. where I lived. That's okay, yeah. Uh, no, I think it was on, it wasn't that far. I think it was on like second. It wasn't very far over. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Were you in playwrights too? I was not, but I was basically like, <laughs> I, I was like honorary playwrights. No, yeah. I was friends with like all playwrights people oh. because um, uh, Joe Lambert was on my floor, well, my across the hall neighbor mm-hmm. freshman year and we became like immediate best friends and then it just snowballed where so were you like where were you in freshman year what um I, Hayden Hayden that's the good one it was so good for all you NYU heads out there <laughs> yeah. that's the good one I feel mm-hmm. like I had the second best one which was Ruben oh yeah Ruben was which great. was also great because we had a dining hall and was on Fifth Avenue mm-hmm. and then it was like and then everywhere else. And then so I was Goddard in the. Goddard was cool, but it was I was just, at Goddard. Yeah, Goddard was. Goddard's okay. Goddard had the theme floors freshman year, but you didn't have My a dining hall. Year. Yeah, I don't think we had yeah, theme floors. We didn't have a dining hall, so yeah. we couldn't just yeah. walk downstairs. We had to walk over to Weinstein or go I across mean, the park to Hayden. I don't think I ever ate at Reuben. Maybe once. Really? Yeah, it's so far. Yeah, it is. Well, it's, I mean, <laughs> to three now blocks. it's like three blocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I would drive that now. I mean, now I would drive it. Britney's pretty pretty tough. Yeah, that was that yeah. was no that was like on I forget that was like on tenth or something. I mean, Weinstein was the worst. Story. Yeah, that was oh, because yeah. it was, was literally concrete. built by a guy who built prisons. Yeah, 
Like, that was really, it, it showed. Yeah. 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 But you're right, I would drive. This is real niche talk. (laughs) But you know what? For our, like, 12 listeners that went to NYU, they're loving it. They're loving it, and they all fucking agree, by the way. Mm -hmm. Because these opinions are, it's it's not an opinion, these are facts. No, these are facts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was in Third North (gasps) when, during these Oscars. No, really? not like to live. I was. <laughs> oh, in, you just were visiting. My friend had a single in, uh, in Third, Third North, and that and bitch. Who did wait. she blow in the housing lottery? <laughs> that is he, insane. and I'm not sure. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but like it happened. It, it, it happened. It, he, he, and I'm trying to think. I'm like, was he an RA? But no, I don't think so. I don't know what. Anyway, right. not no, even an RA. No, Good I god! Don't know. But he. So so. And I don't know why it was just the two of us watching it together. And when <laughs> the reason I remember this so distinctly is because when it was announced that Crash won, I lost it. <laughs> and I was telling Craig last week or week before, whatever, that like there is definitely a picture somewhere in my like old Dell computer yeah. of me just like <gasps> that my friend took that like I at love the it. moment where I like lost my mind. I love it. I was so pissed off. I love so, it. So like I, I couldn't tell you where I was for almost every other Oscar ceremony. It sounds like maybe the past three years the, because they're recent. The only thing but, like the only ones I like feel like I will distinct like I distinctly remember this one mm-hmm. and I feel like I will never forget the Moonlight La La Land Oh, Oscars. how could you? Oh, I yeah. Mean, well, yeah, you're not going to forget that. Yeah. But, I, I will say, I, I also, I remember Shakespeare in Love uh, saving Private Ryan. Because, <gasps> only because I wanted Shakespeare in Love. Me too! All the girls did! I know! I and was a girl. And then go to the school. It's a love story. Yes! Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And going to school the next day was so controversial. Because, oh. like, the boys were all like, those such boys be girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's a better movie. What do yeah, you want? They, the movies used to really bring us together. I mean, yeah. we'll talk about this. We'll get, we're going to get into this, like, with, like, especially when we get later in these episodes where there's, like, 12 movies nominated or whatever. Right. But, like, man, it used to be used to be really invested. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the kids are into this today. But yeah. I don't think they are. Yeah, I was a big Thin Red Line guy in 98. Oh, jeez. I, I just <laughs> went to school in my beret. I literally <laughs> never need to talk about Thin Red Line ever again. But that's... Uh, but I feel like in a jaunty was, suit. <laughs> see, like, I don't know what like the younger generation thinks of the Oscars. All, all I I can say though is that I tell you what, they probably don't think anything of it because Logan Paul's not nominated. Am I right? Oh my God, crickets right now. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> is cricket. Yeah, nobody oh. needs to. Wow, get with it. This is the YouTube generation. Oh Jesus Christ! All right. Well, YouTube yeah, that's like, yeah, I guess that's a whole. Actually, don't let's die. He's a vine. Yeah. He was a. No. Was, was a, it Vine? I'm a Vine guy. Oh, God. That's that was the whole started. thing. That, I'm yeah. glad that I missed all that. He yeah. went to China and... and He's the Suicide Forest guy. Party yeah. Yeah. Oh, that douchebag. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. I heard yeah. him. You hear that? Today. We're calling you out, Logan Paul. <laughs> <laughs> we think what you did was bad. <laughs> Break the internet. It's a hot take. Hot the take. Oscar should have gone to podcast. <laughs> Break the internet. <laughs> No, I, I don't know what, like, kids think of the Oscars now. I mean, for me, it was, like, and I still kind of describe it as, like, you know, it's, like, Christmas yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I love it that much. It's that much of, like, a ritual um, and that exciting, and I get all starry-eyed, and it's, like, for, for a moment, I'm, like, back in the dream of Hollywood and all I'm a lot that, bitter. You know? I'm a lot more bitter about it now. Oh, for, oh, for sure. Yeah. But I feel like, for me, 2005 was, like... The year I found out Santa Claus wasn't real. 
uh, of the Oscars. Uh-huh. Dear. Where, yeah. it, like, up till then, I was willing to believe that it was all about merit, I think. Yeah. I really had gone to, you know, This is like your entree into the yeah. real world. Yeah. Of like, yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. It life is life dramatic. is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fair at no. all. Yeah. No. And uh, spoiler alert, guys, I don't think any of us are going to pick Crash as the <laughs> Like, um, for sure. Well, let's kind of get into it. Yeah. I'm actually going to, I'm going to um, suggest something. And Megan, tell me what you think. Usually, and this isn't saying that this is what people. I hate when people, this shit well, on me. This isn't saying <laughs> this is what people are even going to pick. But I feel like for most people, 2005 boils down to Brokeback vs. Crash. Because those were the movies that were kind of expected one or the other. Well, broke back a lot of people I feel like in my circle thought was going to win. Oh, in your oh, circle. Yeah. Well, like in the NYU theater circle. Okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> people thought that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then Crash obviously won. Why so, don't they like me? Why didn't anyone like me? It turns out they were all gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, oh, yeah, yeah, and that, yeah. let me tell you, that yeah. was my awakening oh, yeah. to the to the real world. Yeah. Like, yeah. People are not attracted to you and you know, yeah. the good news is sometimes it's not your fault. It's yeah. definitely not your fault. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, there were straight guys that also were not we're into also not it. <laughs> for sure, no. for sure. But in my head, I just think that I just pretend that they're gay. Oh yeah, like yeah. I just put them in that category. Yeah, they you all know? fall into the same. Like when people don't call you back, and then you just pretend that they died. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I um, anyway, what I was going to suggest we do is usually we go alphabetically, and then we do the winner at the end. But okay. I was going to suggest we go alphabetically, and then do broke back, and then do crash sure unless you want to start with brokeback in which case we can i'd like to start with brokeback then let's yeah. start with brokeback. because i think forget it megan I, i'm gonna forget i'm gonna say fuck that forget <laughs> your idea because i'm gonna oh okay gonna write on because i don't spoiler alert for the mm-hmm. end i do not think that this boils down to brokeback versus crash okay. i think brokeback is a great movie yeah um and i enjoyed it and i enjoyed the re-watching of it mm-hmm. i remember liking it when it came out It's, there's nothing, I don't want to say there's nothing special about it because there obviously is, because it's groundbreaking in a big way. And I think we talked about this maybe a couple, whatever, when, whenever we did Pulp Fiction or whatever. Yeah. There are movies that we have discussed that have come up that have been like, oh, this is the first one to do this. Right. And the way that they've portrayed this gay relationship is... Is it's beautiful and it it is it is not a it's beautiful in an in an amazing way and it it's it's not a regular um, romantic com- it's not like it's like a romantic comedy or a drama that yeah. just happens to be between two gay people it's about the fact right that they're gay yeah so like that is so that's something to keep in mind and I understand that if if you're gonna break in at this point like that 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 was maybe how it was gonna go. But for that reason alone, I think that's why it gets sort of the accolades that it gets mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, this is this this is the big gay like the big right. movie that like opened the dam, right? Because of that, and that's fine, and I have no problem with that. Yeah. I sort of wish that the movie that opened the floodgates was something that was just like this is a love story between two people and it doesn't, it's not about the fact that they're gay. Right. This is very much about, about the fact sure. that they're gay. Yeah. Um, I think I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I would counter with two things. Number one, 
it's funny because aside from the the messaging of it, and we will get into this, I'm sure, but it feel, feels like maybe with the exception of Capote, sort of, um, the, 2005 was like a messaging year. Yes. Yeah. Like, big time yeah it was just kind of like choose your message <laughs> you know <laughs> um so like like with with and uh, incidentally i think the wrong one was chosen but i but like you know aside from the messaging aspect of it which i'll get into in a second the other thing that i always remembered most and what has stayed with me about brokeback are is actually the cinematography yeah. It was beautifully yeah, shot. Sure. I mean, like I, when I think about some of those like gorgeous um, landscape yeah. shots and j- like with them with the sheep yes, coming down the mountain, it's like it's st- it just looks like moving paintings to yeah. me. I mean, right. they're beautiful, and I think at the time. My issue was that I felt I, I couldn't deal with the pace, which is still for me. I I have sometimes trouble with slower paced movies, yeah. um, and so I have more trouble appreciating that. But as I've gotten older, I've been able to kind of slow down and appreciate it more. And I mm-hmm. feel like this time around, that was the case. Yeah. Um, but the other thing in terms of the messaging. I think it's very easy to sit here in 2018 and say, you know, uh, I, I want to see a movie or I wish that the, the LGBT movie that had come out had been one that just had people in it and they were gay and they were right. living their life. Yeah. But there's a huge past that leads up to where we are right now where people had to hide who they were. Yeah. And those people really deserve their stories to be told. Right. Yeah. And like... I thought what was so beautiful about this was that you had two people who otherwise you would not expect to be gay. So, like, calling out the fact that they were gay and making it about the fact that they were gay, I think, was so important because it turned stereotypes on its head. Right. Yeah. And it said, this could happen to anyone, to anywhere. There are people among us everywhere, no matter who you are. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, like, it is harder in certain areas, and it was harder during certain times. Yeah. And yeah. for me, like, not telling that story sort of glosses over how we came to this place. Yeah, and that's a valid point. You're right. Yeah. And that You're right, and that's a valid point. I, I think it's an important film in that way. I just don't, I, I don't necessarily go, oh, it boils down between these two because this is necessarily the, the most, like, the best movie. Right. And I think that... And, and I think that to your point, exactly what you're saying is the slowness for me is maybe what, what, what hampers it a little bit. That being said, the points where stuff does happen yeah. and it's, it are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like the, mm-hmm. everybody remembers the Heath Ledger smelling of the shirt and, and the moment where they meet up again, whatever. And Michelle Williams catches them yeah. kissing outside is like such that such a, a, a tense mo- like such yeah. a lovely thing and also you really feel for Michelle fucking Williams yeah, she's, she's so good in this movie she's oh, so, so good, good. Yeah. Yeah. she's great she's amazing and I, I like Anne Hathaway she's fine yeah I she's mean, not good I mean I look, actually I've think heard, Anne Hathaway I've heard a lot of <laughs> Anne Hathaway <laughs> it's really hard to separate Anne Hathaway the actor from Anne Hathaway the person now for sure for yeah. sure and listen I've gotten free drinks like many a time because people thought I was Anne Hathaway no <laughs> big deal <laughs> I have brown I'm, hair and a big nose, and everybody's like, in a, in a certain light. Yeah, and by that like, light, I mean like a really They're like, oh, light. we should buy Anne Hathaway a drink. She looks rough tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say one time? You're like, you're like Anne Hathaway, but like a seven. Yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> no, that's fine. 
that's totally fine. Like, I could be, listen, I could be a 10 if I had some facials. Um, I wrote down, I feel like the movie really shines in the quieter moments. Like with him in the shirts and like they're in a lot of Michelle Williams stuff. And because I feel like one thing that affected this movie, even at the time, and it's probably a lot of it's just the intrinsic homophobia of America at that time or at any time, really. Ooh, but preach, preach, ooh. son, preach. Uh, sorry, let me just pull up my thesis. <laughs> um, but uh, was like the memeable stuff, even before memes of like, I don't know how to quit you yeah. and how like that became like the thing and like the bigger moments in the movie, which do read a little overwrought now. Some of the, like, some of the stuff I feel like yes. is maybe a little too heightened. Yes. Um, that I, that kind of affected the movie, I feel like, in a larger scope. Like, the public's, the way they looked at the movie, they only thought about, like, these big, like, arching, like, oh, like, yeah. rending their clothes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like the true love story between the two of them is in those quieter moments. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, yeah. and not the uh, like. A, well, I mean, and again, the, just for benefit of like the accents and the yeah. and the cowboy hats and the yeah. whatever. It was always going to be like a little bit. I'd also told because I don't. I, I haven't seen this. I think since two thousand five, and I had totally forgotten like what happens to Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh yeah. Like I remember they did not end up together. For he gets 100%. murdered, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Did like Heath Ledger like psychically see that or like? I think they. We... I think he. I feel like maybe he was getting the idea of what had happened because he told yeah that story, story. early on about how like they had seen those two ranchers like his dad had taken them and maybe his dad even did it like the two right. guys that lived together right. But like we're when when Hathaway is telling that story to him and we're yeah. getting flashes of that. That's like. Him being like, this is what happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Too, too stiff. Rough, that's, yeah. Yes. Well, I think the other thing to point out here, and I, I guess to sort of zoom out on like Hollywood and the evolution of Hollywood, um, and if Hollywood's going to pat itself on the back <laughs> or anything, which it always does uh, <laughs> at the Oscars, um, like the fact that those those were two masculine, straight yeah. young men. Yeah. That was also a really big deal. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was groundbreaking. Yeah. Because yeah. up to that point, people would have said, absolutely not, it's going to ruin my career. And yeah, the two that's of them a great took, point. took a risk. Yeah. Took yeah. a really big risk. Yeah. Because yeah. that was right at the precipice of, like, this either could ruin your career or this could make your career. And, and yeah. it was the latter for yeah. both of them. Yeah. Um, and I love you know, Jake Gyllenhaal. And I don't think he's as good as Heath Ledger in this. But I also no. don't think that character is as... No. The it's not his story. It's not his story to tell, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But I love that, that Jake Gyllenhaal did take that risk because I feel like it set the tone for the rest of his career. Which has been digging great because yeah. yes. he always, whenever he does weird shit, I'm like, mm. yes, do weird. He's a fucking weirdo. I like. like well, well, not that this is a weird yeah. thing. He's like, he's like, that's yeah. the first parent thing I ever saw him, and so I was like, oh, this guy's weird. Oh, he's yeah. like, oh. Like, Have you seen weird. Nightcrawler? No. Oh, I've heard. Fuck. I heard. You got to see oh, Nightcrawler. No. Nightcrawler is the tits. Yeah. It yeah. is so It's a great movie. He's so good. In that. So good. Yeah. He's so good. He. I think he got better, and I think this in a in a great way. This movie sort of taught him. Not. I'm sorry. Not that he was a weirdo in this at all. Yeah. But this movie taught him to take those risks. Yeah. In mm-hmm. a lot of way, mm-hmm. and I'm and that and for that I'm always. And that's why he did Prince of Persia. <laughs> <laughs> 
We all have. Someone's things. got, you got to make that money. To Weirdly, I remember yeah. that coming out. I think, I think before we move on, although I'm sure I'll loop back around to this, the last thing I'll say about Brokeback, and this is kind of what I thought when I, when I like knew we were going to do 2005, Brokeback is the only one that I remember, like, I, I like I, I I felt like I didn't even have to go back and watch it. Like uh-huh. I, I mean I've yeah. seen it since that's part sure. of it. But even so, like that has stuck with me, and it has been stuck in the zeitgeist in a way. And I yeah. recognize that was messaging. But again, go back to all of these were messaging. Yeah, right? yeah, they were. And like it did it in a way where it, it, you say broke broke back, and people know yeah exactly exactly what, what it was. It yeah. was a turning point. Yeah, and it was a turning point. I think also honestly in the gay rights movement. Yeah, you know, like we mm-hmm. and we'll go into this later but like none of the rest of these films marked a turning point in anything yeah yeah in any of the messages they were trying to send yeah Yeah. well in that way and we talk about this too like that this is a this is one of the groundbreaking movies this is the movie that is and and we've covered several of these movies in the past that are that are good movies and that have been nominated but like I mean Pulp Fiction is the only one coming to mind that I know we've talked about other ones yeah where that is like well we talked about it a little bit with There Will Be Blood There Will Be Blood Mm -hmm. and um, how Jack felt like it was groundbreaking it was the only one that was groundbreaking and like kind of yeah. Push back on well, like, that's not necessarily the only thing that needs to but it's different it's different the way that things are are yeah, it changed. It changed yeah. stuff going forward. It changed stuff going forward, it, it, not only in Hollywood and what was becoming acceptable to yeah. see on screen, and yeah. what was then becoming uh, desirable for actors to go the kind of yeah. parts and the kind of stories that were going to be told, but then in the greater community, and you know, it was not very long afterwards that marriage was legalized. Yeah, yeah. Although know? it's weird that it took. I don't know. It's like weird that like I guess. I'm just thinking about like Kevin Spacey now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, forever. Everybody was like, he is definitely gay. But then it took like a scandal to like bring him out of the closet. Yeah, but he's. I mean, I was gonna say he probably was hiding that. it for yeah. other yeah. reasons. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. There's just because, as a, and he just seems. Like, I mean, it could have just been whatever his ego thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that that comes down to. Yeah, and I guess, choice. and I think there is still like to Heath Ledger and and Gyllenhaal's credit. I think there is still in a in a lot of ways a um, like a, a a fear of like oh I if I do this I won't be seen as like a virile right sexy leading man or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. and it's really just this past year that with uh, mm-hmm. what's his face Chalamet Timothée Chalamet wow. yeah who's like who everybody loves like unconditionally both yeah. sexes and everybody wants to F. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> also like me. right now, I know, right? Um, <laughs> but like right now also androgyny is super hot. Yeah. And he rides that line. He does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He like, he doesn't, he's not flamboyant enough that he's not attractive to, to, to straight yeah. women. But he, he rides all those lines for so everybody's yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. is that? Like, <laughs> he, is the per- he is the person alive right now that, like, if you pulled people, like, they would be the most in love with, right? Timothée Chalamet? <laughs> Could be. Yeah. He's like 21, right? Oh, God. God help. I don't oh. care. That's legal. It's, it's, oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's he's definitely legal. So, yeah. yeah. yeah um, and I'm 23. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. We were all, we were all Doogie Hauser kind of situations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. to be clear. Yeah. Very yeah. smart. Yeah. We mm-hmm. all majored in theater, so mm-hmm. clearly we're geniuses. <laughs> yes. Um, um, before we move on, yeah. uh, just quick shouts to David Harbour. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. 
popping up as the as as Jake's new love interest. I love David Harbour. That's another oh person God, that I would it. definitely I hit it. Oh, yes. I'm with you on that. He's cute. Yeah, he's very cute. Um. Well, then let's move on. And obviously, we can always circle back to movies and talk about him. Um, sure. But let's let's move on alphabetically to Capote. Capote. Uh, Capote. Go ahead. You guys talk first. Um, well, so this movie for me is sort of right in my wheelhouse because In Cold Blood is my favorite book. It's so good. I, I, this, this movie really sparked a discussion between Manny and I about like best books that you read in like high school and yeah. stuff. And this is one of them for sure. Yeah. Yeah. My husband was like agape when I told him that I had not, when we were discussing <gasps> this movie and he, I told him I had not read the book. I'm no, Cole, you got it. I know. And I feel <laughs> Let's like. Let's start a list. See, Nightcrawler and like, Cold Blood. I would, like, like, I think. This would all have been contextualized, this film, so mm-hmm. differently for sure. me if mm-hmm. I had read the book. Yeah. It's a quick... I, yeah, I 100% think that true. Yeah. Also, I think you should do it because it is a quick read. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the most readable yeah. books, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you have any interest in true crime whatsoever, it, the, I mean, it is like the true crime book. Yeah. Like, yeah. Quintessential. Yeah. With, and without In Cold Blood, there's probably not I'll the genre as it is uh-huh. today. So, yeah. Yeah. Karen Kilgariff would... Not would be out of a job, you know. There but wouldn't would be George my favorite murder. Georgia would still be doing her Food Network stuff, I and so. I guess Karen would still be <laughs> writing for television. But they wouldn't be touring all over doing the podcast. podcast on our I'm podcast. sure. Well, they're probably listening, right? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you want to mention us on your podcast, that's fine. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, it'd be very helpful for that. us. Um, I think the first like thirty to forty minutes of this movie is like impeccable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. To me, it's like sort of like the very forever. Yeah, um, it's just sort of perfect. And then I still I think the whole movie is very good. Mm -hmm. It's not when it becomes more kind of about his obsession with Perry Perry. and stuff like that. It's not quite as interesting to me. And again, Mm -hmm. it's because In Cold Blood is my favorite book, and it gets further away from the crime and stuff like that, I mm-hmm. think. And that's just my own, that's not even a, a really a knock on Bennett Miller or the movie at all. It's just like, yep. Yep, I'm not as interested in this as I am in the actual story. I think it's a little disjointed. I think the way that they have it, especially because like the, the beginning's great and then like things happen so quickly and also slowly. Yes. Like the way that the time is paced out. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh, and then, oh, and then, then they caught him, like, oh, this is going to take a while, and they're in Kansas for six months or whatever. And then they caught him, no problem. And yeah. then uh, and then it feels like he talks to them once and then doesn't for years or yeah. something. Yeah. And then comes back and then does. And then, I don't know, it's it's strange. At one point he says, like, why do you think I keep coming? He wants the story, and he's like, why do you think I keep coming here? Which seems a little bit cruel. And uh, it's not because you can teach me anything. It's because whatever. And I, I'm like, how long have you been coming? It seems mm-hmm. a little bit unclear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, Philip Seymour Hoffman is so eminently watchable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. T- and, and again, this is such his particular gift. Uh, how great of an actor he is. It. Not that I know. You know how Truman Capote looked and sounded per se. But it d- never feels like a caricature. Yeah, it always feels so lived in, even yeah. with that voice and the whole thing. It never fe- it's not distracting at all, which is mm-hmm. such a feat. And I think people talked about this a lot when the movie came out that like the way he transforms himself because there was another movie the same year called Infamous, mm. where Toby Jones plays Truman. Was Capote. that the same year? I think the movie came was 
made the same year. I think they pushed the release and maybe didn't end up coming out till okay. the year after. Because okay. Toby Jones looks Toby way Jones more, is much looks, closer. Like he's like very short and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he's and he, close facially, to Truman he Capote. literally almost yeah. looks exactly like Truman. Capote. Um, but I remember like just people talking about how like Philip Seymour Hoffman, who was like this bigger guy, and obviously lost weight for the role, but like the fact that he was able to. Like, make you think he was Truman Capote, like, how impressive that was. Because, like, physically, yeah. he was nothing actually like Truman Capote. So Was he nominated for this? Phil Seymour Hoffman? Yeah. He, he won. won. He won! Oh, yeah, he won. Yeah. This, was, this was one of those movies where it was, like, all, it was all the performance for me. And I feel yeah. like, as an actor, there are certain movies that it's, like, people either... They, they're, they're, like, you know sort of hot and cold about mm-hmm. yeah. whatever but there's that one performance where you're right. like or or you even say it's an ensemble and the ensemble is great but yeah. like the movie needs a lot of work yeah. and for me this was one of those that it was all about Philip Seymour Hoffman sure. yeah. but from from the get go it was the reason I mean even if you look at like the poster yeah. it's just it's, it's literally just him like in portrait mode him. <laughs> yeah and you're like I want to see this yeah. like you just look at him yeah. standing that way and looking at camera and you're like I must that's embarrassing. I didn't re- remember that he won best actor mm-hmm. because He's it was because it was like a big like sort of like him versus Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger. versus a little bit of Joaquin Phoenix doing Johnny Cash right. also. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, um, sure. And you know, I always think about it because like I think they picked the right person, but I think Heath Ledger was also incredible in Brokeback Mountain, and it's so like. And I think back, and I'm like, well, what if he had won? But then Philip Seymour Hoffman, then maybe he never gets an Oscar. And yeah, obviously Heath like Ledger gets his aft posthumously, but yeah. he still at least got one. Although, didn't maybe Philip Seymour Hoffman let, wins for the master, say, which he should have won for if he'd if never the had the other one. person won, they'd both be alive? This is, these are butterfly effect things. We can't, I mean, that's yeah. a rabbit hole. I, I, you know, it's interesting, though, because I did, in thinking about this, I was like, oh, yeah. It was the two of them. And yeah. So this, like, then this like sadness came. Yeah. Because I feel like there have been a couple actors, like a handful of actors, I would say, in since our like young adulthood. Yeah. Where like the whole actor world, or I shouldn't say actor world, Hollywood world, yeah. and entertainment world has just like come to a grinding halt yeah. when they died. Yeah. I was four and blocks away when Heath Ledger died. Yeah. I saw the ambulance. We were all in New York, right? I was in yes. a, I was in a movie yep. and I got and I got a text. Like I got like three texts when I was I don't I was at the movie theater on Third Ave, like across from Third North. Yep. And like I came out of the movie to like four texts. People just telling me that Heath Ledger had died. I was at the New York Sports Club in <laughs> Union Square, yeah. and I was I was on the treadmill and watching the TV, and I was like, "What?" And they said it was in Soho. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was working in Soho at L. Wait, what's the name of the place that I worked at? The the oh, I don't it's even like remember. It's like an upscale Mexican. Upscale Mexican yeah, place. I don't, God, remember, I don't either. even remember the name of it. And I was a hostess there, mm-hmm. and ambulances went by and we were like whoa there a bunch and we were like a lot of stuff going down and then people started like walking like we were seeing people walk flocking towards the thing and I was like what's going on and then one of the people walking by was like Heath Ledger's dead this is like in, in his apartment this is like four blocks yeah I remember when that happened and then like because we we're talking about him like I think Phil Seymour Hoffman's death just as a fan has affected me more than any other mm, actor sure. that's died just thinking about because Heath Ledger, I think, would have had an amazing career, absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. But Phil Hoffman, because he was oh wait, Phil, yeah, that's a, how tight you are. Yeah, he's a friend. <laughs> cool, um, cool, cool. I think because of how uh, the fact that he was a little bit older, and we'd already seen him like 
yeah. 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 Transitioning into like you could see him doing roles when he was sixty, whereas Heath Ledger like we was still like this young, beautiful man that like you you didn't really have a grasp of what he was gonna do. Like you knew yeah. he was a great actor, but Philip Seymour Hoffman, you're like, well, he's already like, you know, I think I even wrote at the time I was like what would he have done with, like, Alexander Payne in, like, 15 years? Oh. Dos Caminos was the name of the restaurant that I worked <laughs> I, I at, everybody. Knew, I knew it was going to be that. Yeah. I, I, had that I had that in my head. Sorry, yeah. not not to take away from that, because that's, like, yeah. a really no. beautiful sentiment, but Dos Caminos was the restaurant yes. that I I will at. talk about when that later, because I also worked for Be Our Guest. <gasps> be Our Guest! That's oh, a whole other, yeah. evil, evil exactly. conversation. whole other off-the-record conversation. <laughs> but, um, no, 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 I, I, I feel you. I mean, I was very affected by Philip Seymour. Hoffman, um, PSH. because I think we just all were what? Yeah, PSH. Yeah. Uh, yes, PSH. Um, because I think we all were, and also just because, like, I have unfortunately known several people who have died from heroin, so there yeah. was that in my own life too, and being like, oh, like just knowing what an evil, evil drug that is, and yeah. how it just you are constantly, your whole life is a battle of it, and to have relapsed that long after he had been so, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just, you know, that that affected me too. I mean, Heath Ledger affected me greatly because for me, it wasn't just that he had just blossomed into this like, right. oh my God, actor, and he was the hottest thing around because yeah. um, of the Joker, really. Right. But, um, but because like, I'd also grown up with him. Like, yeah. I'd be, like, I'd been with Heath Ledger since 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. And through like, The Patriot and Night's yeah. Tale. Oh my like, God, dumb, The Patriot. Like, Whatever, yeah. Yeah. but just like I, I thought first of all, I thought he was the hottest thing in the entire world. Like he was like my number one crush for so long, and she, he just always had that like presence yeah. about him. So he had, I, it been, he'd been with me right. for longer, I think. But like the, and then the other one just because this is not relevant to 2005 hmm. at all, but I feel like now that we're talking about it, the one that's affected me most is Robin Williams. But he, he's right. like, when I think about the handful of actors where everything has come to a grinding halt, like, that's, yeah. Yeah. for me, the number one. Yeah. Anyway. But, you know what yeah. I think about when things have come to a grinding halt? Like, straight talk, A Night's Tale reminds me, what happened to Shannon Sossamon? Oh! She's still around? That's so She funny. is still around. I feel like she was in something Yeah, she like a was couple recently, years ago. Yeah. I, it's funny because I've, well, this remember is how she was like the yeah. hot chick in oh, yeah. like a billion different mm-hmm. like uh, rules of attraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, weird movie. Yeah, and Night's Tale and something mm-hmm. else with Heath Ledger too. I think. Yeah. Right. Anyway, yeah. Shannon mm-hmm. Sossamon, give us yeah. a call. Yeah, let us know. She's you're probably doing listening. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Shannon, are you listening? I'm an IMDb here right <laughs> now because I, I I need to know about Shannon. Yeah, Sossamon. so I think like yeah, I think kind of <laughs> this conversation proves that like <laughs> Capote the movie was good. But mm-hmm. it was it was the Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, the movie. Heather really Keener is so great, and also my dog is named after Scout from Tickle Mockingbird. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think Scooter. Um, that was something I thought was interesting because I actually knew that that he kind of like <laughs> Scout. <Sorry>. Um, <laughs> that once uh, she became famous, like he all of a sudden was like, like didn't want mm-hmm. have as much to do with her because like he couldn't handle that power dynamic yeah. shift. Yeah. Um, also, when when I did Summer Stock, which was the summer of two thousand and five, oh. um, there was a guy in it, the a guy, an older gentleman who would talk about how when he was living in New York in the early eighties, um, that he would see Truman Capote basically just like walking around like Midtown drunk, like in a Ooh. in a white suit, but like deep in the recesses of alcoholism. Ooh. Like and I had not realized until like um 
until I rewatched this, like, that this was the last book that he ever wrote. Yeah. 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 I didn't realize that either. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to update everybody. Uh, Shannon Sassamon was in Wayward Pines. Oh. Oh. Okay. I didn't, I didn't okay. see that. Okay. But. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Cool. Um, well, that's, uh, that's Capote. Uh, quick shouts, uh, because there's, uh, there's a category a that I like to say. Um, oh, this little thing I like to do on here called, hey, she was on The Wire, Amy Ryan. Plays Chris Cooper's wife in this, and she's delightful. In she it. is. She's as, making as just everything. making martinis for them. And yeah, those yeah. martinis looked good. Yeah. Um, so um, alphabetically, then that brings us to good night and, and good luck. I love this movie a lot, and I have a lot to say about it. Great. Right. Uh, I didn't. Did Siriana also come out this mm-hmm. year? Wow. Okay. So because when because George Clooney won Best Supporting Actor for Siriana, right? And it was the mm-hmm. first award that was passed out. And the beginning of his speech was, well, I guess this is the only time I'm going to be up here today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. What a delight he is. I was just about to say. I drank a lot of his so tequila enjoyable. last night. Yeah. Shout out to Casamigos, which was delicious. And I had a lot of it and then woke up this morning feeling okay. So oh, good. I would like to say, uh, some fine tequila. Um, <clears throat> I think this movie is his best, I guess. Yes. I mean, obviously. Of the movies he's directed? Yeah. What yeah. are the other movies he's directed? Um, Siriana, which I didn't care for. He didn't direct Siriana. Okay. That's Stephen Gogan. Okay. Um, he NM. directed uh, NM. NM. Leatherheads. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> so this movie's, this movie's excellent. Now, as a... Um, and then we stare at goats. To, <laughs> to get on my... Uh, to get on a little bit of my... Uh, to get a little political. Yeah. To get on my well, horse We're going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I adore this movie. I think it's obviously very prescient in the in what it's saying. Um, yeah. I just want to say, and I th- and I think it does a great job. Again, it's one of those movies that does a great job of using real footage intercut with mm-hmm. stuff that's been um, uh, filmed, which I think is a difficult. Like sometimes it comes off as like really disjointed, yeah. mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think that uh, this movie does a great job of like sort of blending it all together. Also, great cast. Yeah. Great cast. Strathairn. I love Patricia Clarkson. Every movie. Could I was going to say Clarkson. yes, one hundred percent. Patricia Clarkson is the MVP of everything she's she ever is. been. <laughs> she is. Yeah. She's wonderful. She's her, so delightful. She's also this, exactly Patricia Clarkson. Yeah. yeah. You want to hang out, just right? Her. And this this is not about two thousand five at all, but. Um, Stanley Tucci and Patricia Clarkson in Easy A are the best parents oh, in the history of cinema. Times a thousand. They're like, the greatest. Everybody. Oh my god, I said so. I don't know. Oh, it's, they're great. They're yeah. both like, yeah, like, fuck around, whatever. It's the <laughs> fucking best. Yeah. And I also think, like, about um, uh, RDJ, or mm-hmm. Um, I love him when he's, like, when I, he, to me, is, like, such a great um, uh, side dish. It's, I don't need him as an entree, mm-hmm. but whenever he's like a side, di- and, and especially now in his like, uh, in deep in Captain, uh, not Captain Iron American, Man, Iron, 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 Iron Man, Marvel, whatever, Marvel bullshit, studios. whatever the fuck it is. I know. I it's like, I, it's all fine. I, I'm, I see all that shit, most of it anyway. And I, I just think that like, he's sort of become like a character of himself yeah. and that stuff. Yeah. But like when he, in this movie, I loved him. He's great. I was like, yeah. a dabble do ya. Yeah. yeah. A dabble do ya. He's great, and um, it's a great little secondary story. Mm-hmm. Super interesting. Super interesting. But they Matt couldn't. Ross they had to act like they weren't married. You know, he really did 
leave. You know how at the end, Wait, like, they yeah. have that joking thing, and yeah. she's like, well, I'm going to miss you around. Yeah. yeah. Was it really he him? Re- what? Was, is he the, is his character the one that really left? Sorry, in real life? Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, he went and worked somewhere else until, like, CBS, like, lifted, like, the ban on married couples working together, and he came back to CBS. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> So much more because I literally yeah, like, like well, worked, he went and worked like, for a for paper sure. or something for. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's awesome! Yeah, loved it. Loved yeah, it. Yeah, Matt Ross. Matt Ross, love Matt Ross. I love when he Ray shows Wise. Up stuff. Ray Wise. Oh, that was sad too. Yeah, I even like the intercuts yeah, with. I the, saw that coming a mile away. Yeah, yeah. I fr- that was something that I've actually I had. This is a movie I have seen again since then. Mm-hmm. I used to actually our next guest used to do this movie club thing. Um, and one time they did actor directors, and we watch, would watch like three movies, and we watched Good Night and Good Luck, and something I can't remember, and then we all went and saw Don John. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Joseph Gordon Levitt oh, oh, no, directorial. I, I can't. Very familiar. <laughs> I can't. Um, I don't want to. So I had rewatched that then, and I think at that point I did not remember. And this point, like halfway through the movie, I was like, oh, wait, I remember what yeah, I was uh-huh. When he's like, Reed O'Brien. I also say that was like a tough thing. Yeah. Um, Wait, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Something about, not about Rewise. Sorry. No. Take the man. No, I mean, I feel like, so this was the first time that I saw this. I did not mm-hmm. see really? this initially. I had never seen it. So I was actually looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. Um, and it was, I was very aware as I was watching it very quickly how I was going to be looking at this through the context of 2016 mm-hmm. To present, yeah, yes. <laughs> you know, like that. That like right now is just it's such an apropos time to be to watch this movie, and the parallels are about I mean, media, yeah, yeah about and censorship, the, the whole thing, media censorship, and and moreover, Joe McCarthy, absolutely, yeah. and then and moreover, even beyond like you know culture of fear and all of that stuff, like it's it, the decision that keeps coming up over and over and over again to uh, as to you know how objective. Or subjective media is supposed to be. I shouldn't say media. Right. News is yeah. supposed to be. Oh, yeah. and that that yeah. is like, and the whole Frank Langella like going, you know, that's kind of his thing is like we need to it's news report the news as the news yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but in this case, you like it, it. There was a social responsibility yeah. to report lies. Yeah. And and like that, and it was interesting because the day. Then I watched this. I had listened to... Pod Save America? Pod Save America. Oh, my God. When Jack Tapper came... I literally yeah. was going to bring this up. Well, yeah. and so I listened to Pod Save America, and uh, uh, and it wasn't actually... Was it, I don't think it was a Jack Tapper episode. It was the one... Jack, right Jake, Jake Tapper. But, Jake Tapper. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, like uh, it, no, they were talking about... It was Dan Pfeiffer talking about um, how frustrated he gets with, with the New York Times. I mean, yeah. like, Washington Post, except yeah. for... For saying, you know, like, uh, what was it? Um, Trump uh, uh, reversed his position on whether yeah. he knew about the Stormy Daniels thing. Yeah. No, he and lied. He lied. Yeah. Right. And that was the whole thing. And they were saying, you know, you don't reverse your position. Yeah. You lied. Yeah. yeah. And now you're saying you lied. Yeah. And as, and as a responsible 
person, journalist, yeah. you need to say to the public, this person lied. That's not slanted, but that like that, that so many media outlets are so nervous yeah. to to take any to to look yeah. subjective. Right. You and know, I feel like you know that was running through this whole movie. That yeah. was the most interesting thing about this movie. For sure. I mean, it's very yeah. embarrassing, but I uh, majored in theater. It's very hmm. embarrassing. But I dual majored, which makes it like a hmm. little less embarrassing. <laughs> and I dual majored in journalism. In journalism, and which is even deader than even the theater. Than the theater. So. <laughs> oh my god if I had like majored in Sanskrit that would be the only thing that would be less useful uh, but uh, yeah I and the big thing that they teach you is like the, above all uh, the big thing they teach you is above all journalism uh, journalists or whatever must be um, uh, what's objective <laughs> objective thank yeah. you yeah. like to the point that like people they were like never let people know how you're registered to vote or like anything like that it's very whatever and at the time, I was like, mm-hmm, duly noted, great. Mm-hmm. Like, don't bury the lead and also always be super, super objective. And I think the point on uh, Positive America that I was listening to that, that I think is really an interesting point or a, 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 a salient point is it's not your responsibility so much to be objective mm-hmm. as it is to report the facts. Report the truth. Yeah. Report the truth. Yes. And yes. if the truth is insane, like you can say, like you can incredulously report the truth. Like you're not telling people how to vote. You're not telling people this or that, but you're saying like, this is what is the case. Like this is, this is, yeah. this is crazy or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, and I appreciate it. And I never really thought about that yeah. before again, 2016 and, uh, and Trump and the whole thing. And so rewatching this movie is for a journalism major, it was all the more bittersweet because I was like, yeah, it's funny that that had been so drilled into me. And now I look back on it and I'm like, no, it's not even about, it's not even about that. It's about the responsibility that you have to the public to tell the truth, tell the truth. Yes. Absolutely. And I like that that movie is, that this movie is about that. And I, and, and, and it, and again, as, as a movie that's all about like having uh, having to take your medicine, having to like, as the news, watching the news or learning the news is having to take medicine. It's an, it's wildly entertaining. Yeah. It's way more entertaining than a movie about this shit should be. And a lot of that is because everybody that is cast is so fucking watchable. Yeah. And the way that it's in black and white and the little interstitials, even that they have with the, um, African-American woman singing mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and every, and all of that stuff is like, it's, it's just, it's just done very, very well. I'm right. impressed with George Clooney in that sense that it's just done very, very well. I love that they, that it's very true to like, he's smoking on camera yeah. and, yeah. and the Where whole thing. You're, you're always watching movies from the fifties going, how do they not all have one? Yeah. yeah. How are they not all dead? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, I think in a way, I mean, I think this movie was probably made like in response to like WMDs and the war in Iraq and stuff like sure. that yeah. in terms yeah. of, but I do feel like in a way it's more resonant now Yeah. Yeah. with Fake news. Fox news, Fox news and stuff like that. Then it, especially like that speech, the books in the movie about yeah. how like, you know, if we TV don't, is just, if we don't use this right, like, you know. What is this, you know, box of wires really yeah. doing to the world? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just it was interesting watching it now because when I watched it four years ago or something, 
because I remember what the year of like really loving this movie, and then I watched like four years ago, and I was like, no, I don't like it as much. And this time, I liked it a lot more than I did four years ago. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. it is one of those movies that, depending on when you watch it, with what's going on with news in the world, yeah, like it's going to affect you. But that's right? cool in that it oh, evolves sure. in that sure. way. Like yeah. it's an evolving yeah. movie. Yeah. It, it stays yeah. with you in a lot of ways, if for good or for bad. I'm interested yeah. that David Strathairn has not been. Think about this: that he's he he should be bigger. I, I was thinking the same thing watching this. I don't... I think maybe he's very specific. Fair. As yes. an actor, yeah. and yeah. maybe that's why... But, like, Chris no, Cooper, true. like, sh- shows up and shit all the time. I'm yeah. like, why isn't David Strathairn showing up and shit all the time? Yeah. yeah. It's weird to me. Yeah. I just yeah. think he's so... Just old reliant. Like, he yeah. just is... Yeah. Nothing flashy, but yeah. it's great. It's I, just so watchable. I gotta say, I think my criticisms of this movie lie um, because I, the subject matter is like, fascinating. I think yeah. endlessly fascinating, and most I agree now. Um, but I, uh, my criticisms were I felt like some of the transitions were a little bit rocky for me. There were times where I just was kind of like. Why are we going to this? There were I, I recognized there were a lot of shots that were like fly on the wall shots, which I think are cool in theory. But there were literally times where I was like, "What the fuck is going on? Yeah. What are they talking about?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to me, I don't like as a viewer, I do not like that. I don't want to just like hear some like ba- muffled voices bandied about. Yeah. I want to be in the room with you. So like for me, I felt like that was a little bit irresponsible from a directorial standpoint. But that could also be my taste. Um, and then the other thing is I didn't. I, I really didn't like the end. I just felt like it was like I I, I wanted it to go somewhere, and then I felt like it was I, I got really blue ball. Yeah, <laughs> it, you know. I, just, I just, yeah, I, I feel know. like the movie but does like weirdly out. like sort of lose propulsion at times, yes, which it is does. So, which is sort of yes, weird for a ninety yeah. minute movie. Yes, like if does. this movie was mm-hmm. two hours and fifteen minutes, I'd be like, okay, like I get there's gonna, but like but for a ninety minute movie, yeah. Oh no, 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 yeah. I love that too. Great. Right. It I just, was it 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 falls somewhere in between for me in terms of journalism movies like. Um, like spotlight for me is like propulsive throughout, yes. and then there's this, and then there's something like the post, which I feel like is not does not have does not have almost any propulsion in it yeah. for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think, but it, yeah, yeah, I think it's a really good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like I said, like was fascinating me to watch it now, yeah. particularly those bookend moments. Also, Ted Cruz and Joseph McCarthy could not look more alike. Oh my god! Oof! <laughs> Oof. Oof. Yeah. Oof. They both look like they've not slept in. They a look like they years. Like they're also, rotting from the inside. They look out. like yeah. they weren't fully baked. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> yep. For sure. For yeah, sure. Definitely. Not fully possible. baked, and then somebody mm-hmm. was like, "I'm gonna put those football things under their eyes," except they did like way too high. Yeah. It's like right under their eyes. Yeah. Um. Like right. Ted Cruz hasn't slept in. No. Well, he long. should. No. He should. He's Wake, up. stay up all night thinking of the atrocities he's yeah. doing. <laughs> the only thing I hope for that man is that he never sleeps again. No. Um, but he lives forever. Oh, well, Nosferatu, so. Yeah. Um, Munich. Oh, man, this movie is fucking incredible. Uh, hey, guys. I love this movie. <laughs> Turns out, Steven Spielberg knows how to make fucking he's movies. He's a master. Man. Yeah. I would... I want to fuck Eric Bana so very badly. <laughs> this, oh my God. When he, like, yes. anger fucks his wife oh. at the end, I was like, what is happening? Can I tell you the, the two things I remembered about this movie? Like, specific things? The anger fucking at the end. No. 
was... You don't remember that. I didn't remember that going in. What I did remember, though, was him fucking his pregnant wife at the beginning. Oh, that was hot, too. <laughs> and I remember... Also like, the whole uh-huh, like, uh-huh. And I remember Kieran Hines uh-huh. getting honeypotted. Is that uh-huh. how you spell it? Is that how you spell it? Kieran? Yeah. Okay, Kieran Hines. Because I think this is the first time I'd ever seen him in something. He's I was like, why have I never sexy. seen this guy in anything before? He's great. Yeah, he's he great. Is. He's great. He is so great. And Daniel Craig. Uh-huh. I'd forgotten that Daniel Craig was in it. Oh. And this movie was just oh, this is all Eric Bana. I know, I know. I know. It's all, it's all Eric Bana. This is a good time. year for you, good. Megan. Megan sometimes complains that years we do do not have enough hot guys hot in it. dudes. And there's, like, a lot of, there's a lot of good-looking men this year. to wall. Yeah. Clooney, on, on Ledger, <laughs> yeah, fucking Gyllenhaal, <laughs> fucking Banna, <laughs> yeah. Hines. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, it's good. Terrence Malick, Matthew <laughs> Almerick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this was actually at the time. This was my favorite movie of this year. Yeah, like this was, and I knew it wouldn't win because the Academy doesn't like to give um, Steven Oscars. Spielberg Oscars. Well, <laughs> yeah, they don't like Jewish don't, people too. Yeah, it's another big thing. <laughs> well, they yeah, randomly yeah. don't give they, Steven Spielberg Oscars. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, oddly, it's like we get it. You're too good. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little bit taken for granted. Yeah. No, it's more that they don't give it to thrillers in a way yeah. that like yeah. like they love war movies but like just thrillers yeah. is not a, that's why like I guess what, what year was it The Departed one? 2006 2000, it was the next year? Mm-hmm. right? okay cool they're yeah. making up yeah. for it I was actually doubly happy about that because I was pissed about Munich uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like oh thank god they're there were parts of Munich where like, I had to like I had to mute because I was too stressed out watching no, it. it was because I forgot. Edge of, and I was edge like, of seat. and that's yeah. like almost a three-hour movie. Yeah, and I fucking hate almost three-hour movies. Yeah, me like, too. Me like, too. Uh, unless it's goddamn Lord of the Rings or like, Titanic. Or t- Titanic right, can be as like, long as Titanic. Yeah, yeah, sure. There are like there are, exactly there are like very few and, exceptions yeah. to that. And this to me felt it went by so fast yeah, that goes I was. By. I was I was totally okay with it. And, and, you know, in terms of the messaging, you yeah. know, yeah. I, I felt like it was a very balanced uh, look at this yep. in a way. There's some really naughty uh, K-N-O-T-T-Y issues in this, like, mm-hmm. that Spielberg does go into. Yeah. Um, with uh, just, like, the idea of, you know, re- basically revenge killings. Cutting off the head of the snake, yeah. Yeah. and then uh, it's a Hydra situation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I and I I think that's and I and I like that you go through it at the same time as the main character goes mm-hmm. through it, yeah. and like you're you're really with Eric Bana on this journey. Mm-hmm. He does an awesome fucking job oh. with that. Yeah, so good. Um, and also Jeffrey Rush, man, he oh. he's the other MVP of this Everything era. Just like yeah. that he, he does. He just yeah. brings a lot of gravitas, and like I understand that character's position as well mm-hmm. of like a, the diehard like for Israel, like that this is for. And, and and Daniel Craig too when he says like the only blood I care about is Jewish blood yeah I love this movie and it is just you're right it is a thriller but it's but it's a thriller with a message mm-hmm. and it's just so much better done than like 
then crash. Sorry. Well, yeah. well, because, well because it has a, a, a message where your sympathies continually get pulled yeah, and pulled you don't, back and forth. And, and you can, yeah, you just end And up, it sits with you later. Yes, like you leave and yes. you think about it later and you're like, yeah. well, I see that and I see that and, and, it, and it sits with you and it doesn't make you angry at the message. Right. No, not at all. And I've never been as angry at a message as I have been at a crash. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick back on two things with Munich. I think it is a little overlong. I think the post mission stuff is maybe a little long. Okay. I think it could be ten minutes instead of twenty five minutes. Sure, that's fair. Um, and I actually think the angry sex intercut with the <laughs> Israeli Love athletes it. getting killed is kind of tacky. You're wrong. That's the best part of the entire movie. <laughs> you just like the angry <laughs> sex part. Yeah, think about how it's intercutting with Love the it. real time murder of 11 people. Love it. I, I do. Okay, so from like a purely um, uh, estrogen like <laughs> yep. place, yeah. I'm, I'm super into the into sex. Into it. Yeah. Into it. Super into the sex, wanted mm-hmm. to be a part of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, but from from an objective place, <laughs> I do agree that felt. Um, I mean, there. I, I feel like I remember somebody laughing in the theater when I was watching it just that. Feels, and that's not what it you just want. feels like. It is like we talked about. Like the the way he tells the story is like this sort of balanced take, and we and the end just feels too op. That feels too operatic to me. Yeah, and I, sure. and I and I and I can't separate the two because like I just am so into that scene. So like mm-hmm. whatever you say, it's just gonna be like. Yeah. No, I, I think rubber glue it bounces <laughs> off me. It sticks to you. That's your issue. Right. I am all. Uh, I'm all in. Yeah. Well, For sweaty Alec, Eric Bana flipping his hair around. I, I think operatic is a great way of putting yeah. it. And I, I do want to give Steven Spielberg credit. And one of my friends brought this up. I thought this was a very valid point about this about that scene specifically. Was that you know he tried something. Like, yep. and, and the idea of uh, sex and PTSD and the fact that those sure. two are very linked and yeah. we don't often see that, yeah. um, I think that's a very important thing uh-huh. to put on film, yeah. um, whether in this film or another film or whatever. Um, so I applaud him for, for going there. And you know what? Like That's a you great know? point. I think even if it was intercut with maybe one of his missions, it wouldn't sure. have bothered me as so much. I, I, but no, since it's this thing like he was wasn't too, there for that he's like... For some reason, imagining like I, I agree, I yeah. agree, I agree with it. Felt yeah. it felt too too much. It felt too much. I but but that said, I don't want to you know throw the baby out with the bathwater right. with this and just say like, throw the Eric Bana out with, with the bathwater. Yeah. Sure, I like I appreciated that you want to like, be in the bathwater yeah, with, yeah, with Eric Bana, <laughs> <laughs> like a thousand percent. Like yeah. I appreciate that like Spielberg like experiments and it's like I yeah. would like Eric, Eric Bana to experiment on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Full support. I'm there for the experiment. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? I do. I guess what I'm you saying is like I would Eric definitely want to fuck is where I'm going. I think yeah. I follow yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Um, mm-hmm. What's Eric so, Banna been up to? Not much. Not, I know. No, it's that tough actually, times for Banna. Yeah, what is going on? I looked him up and I forget what it was. Oh, he's he's playing. Oh yeah. Playing oh, it's Dirty John. That's what it was. I'm sorry. I'm screaming. What's he doing? He's playing Dirty John. 
Have you, do you know Dirty John? No. I didn't get listen the fuck to it. Out. I, I didn't so listen to it either. So here are the three things that you need to get. Oh, it's amazing. You need to get it's your life right. It's the. It's a. It's not it's a podcast. Another, I thought it, it's. Well, they made it into a podcast, podcast form. But it's, okay. But it's basically a story. Uh, you need to get into Dirty John. You need to get into In Cold Blood, and sure. you need to get it. Who's the third? Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Okay. Well, wait, but what is Dirty John? I'm not gonna tell you. Okay. All right. I'm just gonna look it up. Okay. Just Eric look it up. I literally. It will not. It will benefit you to not know. Oh. Okay. I'm good. I'm just know the fact that even watch trailers because I love not Great. knowing. So yeah. this is good. Okay. Just know that the fact that he's yeah. playing John and John and Dirty John is like the It was an LA Times story, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. an LA Times story that they're adapting into a television yeah. show. Oh. Crash. Um, okay. Crash. AKA the worst movie that has ever won a that has ever won an Academy <laughs> Award. For sure. No. For sure. Not true. But that's of, all the, of all the movies we've done so far. Sure. That uh, that's that's fair. It's for not sure, like, and for a long time probably, but you get back into the 30s sure. and there's some really bad sure. movies. Oh, sure, sure, sure. sure. And that's <laughs> fair, sure, that's but fair. But also they were like just starting to make movies. There oh, were like yeah, five yeah, yeah. movies yeah. in total. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like, you like, could make that mistake easily. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This movie, I, and listen, I hated this movie when I, I th- we talk about like, do you remember like where yeah. you were for the Academy yeah. Awards? I remember seeing this movie with a, a friend of mine from uh, college who will remain nameless. And we were walking out, and I turned to him, and I go, I think I'm racist. Because <laughs> I hated it so much and was making jokes about it all the way through. And then I was like, I'm a bad person. Like, the message was like, don't be racist. And I was like, this is so, like, heavy-handed. I was like, I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Like, it's uh, it's not even kosher. It's so ham-fisted. <laughs> And then um, I rewatched it thinking, like, it's got to be better than I remember. And it's just as bad. It's just as bad, if not worse, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm, 2018. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hated it so much, except for Thandie Newton, whose skin is flawless <laughs> and is gorgeous. And I love all the looks that she's giving. And that's the only reason that I was able to make it through the movie. Except Go ahead. The, except the scene where she and Terrence Howard are on the movie lot, and then she runs away. Going, I think she's <laughs> bad in this movie. I don't think she's good in this movie. I Michael, didn't say shit. I said her skin was yeah, bad. I'll tell you, there is beautiful. someone that's good in this movie. I think Michael Pena is yes! good in this movie. I was about to say, the, the, the best by far hands down. Is it a coincidence mm-hmm. that he's also a Scientologist? No, absolutely not, because this was his first big movie, and, and Paul Haggis was still a Scientologist. Yes, at the I know, yeah, that's, but I'm saying that but, he's the one yes. that comes off good. He, he like... He, Going clear, he's... I'm just saying it's a conspiracy. <laughs> well, against, I mean, against Andy Newton. And that is racist and... <laughs> um, I sort of had an opposite yeah. uh, journey with this film because actually I remember seeing this movie and thinking it was fine. Oh, like, I don't remember like hating it at the time. Like, God, I hated it so um, much. And then I rewatched it and it's not good. <laughs> it's, um, That's why you didn't feel it was yeah. good. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, the opening movie is literally like Paul Haggis had a checklist and was like... All right, so great. Got black, got Mexican, got Korean. What else do we have here in Los Angeles? We don't have a big Native American population, so we'll skip that. But let's make sure to get some Arabic people in there. Like, it's literally like... they can't see, (laughs) Craig is literally making check marks. Literally the first, like, four quick cuts of the movie are, like, things between, like... 
two people of like, they do like, they're like, eh, let's throw seven ethnicities in the first four scenes showing how they all hate each other because oh, yeah. yes, the whites will be the most racist in the movie, but everyone is going yeah. to be racist in this movie. Except maybe Michael Pena. Yeah, except Michael like, Pena. Yeah. Michael yeah. Pena is the good person. He's yeah. the he's, one he's redeemable the one. person. Yeah. Yes, he he is. Um, I yeah no the opening dialogue. Okay, let's just put it this way: if I wasn't tasked to rewatch oh. this, yeah, no and way. I was you? just watching it for the first time. And I heard those opening lines oh, in the God. first one minute. I would have turned it off. <laughs> yeah, like no I'm shit. not kidding. It, I I was like, this is a joke. This is an unbelievable. Jo- this what is Don Cheadle say? Who wrote who wrote Million Dollar Baby? Yeah. What the fuck? fuck. How could you possibly? And the black Donnellys. Oh, sidebar. Tommy Donnelly lives down the street from me. I'm pretty sure. Sorry, that's like no the one watched more than that pilot, Megan. Okay, it was well, on pi- like four really episodes. Good. Okay, doesn't matter. Whatever. Tommy Donnelly lives down the street. You are completely correct. Don Cheadle. What does he say? He goes something about was the crap. He's like in Los Angeles. Like that's why we are angry because we just. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find. We sit in these. We sit in these these metal these metal boxes surrounded by glass mm-hmm. and we don't touch anyone. So yeah. I think we just crash into each other to feel something. To feel and something. And you're like, okay, well, you're like, okay, that's bad enough, but you're like, all right, it's Don Cheadle and I'll give him anything. But and like, he's really trying to sell it, and I oh, appreciate Don, Don Cheadle does the best job of... Don Cheadle is actually the best actor in this movie besides Michael Pena. But, like, because um, he, he... Everything he touches is gold. But, like, no, it's the Lawrence Tate's pretty good, too, I think. It's the... Well, it's the conversation between his Mexican partner and the uh, Chinese woman who crash who rear ends right, them, yeah. Yeah. and the back and forth of the like most basic yeah. racist yeah. stereotypes ever. That like you oh, I didn't never. Blake. I didn't just, Blake. I didn't Blake. Yes. Like, what? Oh my God! You're like, are you in fifth grade? Do you really like, think though that a human like? And this is my question. Like, and maybe I'm wrong. Like, do human beings ever behave like that? Well, that yeah, seems okay. crazy. So this is what I was doing. Okay, so this is the exact question I was asking myself as I was rewatching this movie, and I was going, okay, here's here's the thing. In now to the 2018, since 2016, we have all had a very rude awakening that people are actually a lot more racist. Yeah, this was well, I was going to talk about this too. Then, this is exactly like thought, good night and good luck. Like, this element of it, this yes, cartoonish racism. Yes. I was like, oh, this is actually true. No. That's what Twitter is. <laughs> <laughs> I just am, guys, at too many Megans. I'm not on Twitter a lot. I'm not on Twitter. I just don't tweet a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but like, it's, it's just, it, from that standpoint, I was, I mean, granted, are, do, does everybody talk like that? No. And that's the other thing, is that like, that is the main problem of this movie. Yeah. It is just weird that that literally every, literally everyone is not creative about their racism. Yeah. Or veiled. Yeah. Like, like, they're, Everyone is is a Trump supporter. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I don't mean that in that they actually are. I mean right. that in they are that they're that level blatant. of character. They're, they're, every single person is like a tiki torch. Sandra Bullock is running around her house, being like, "This guy's gonna come with his gang," and I'm like, I feel like. Your level of like white privilege is like I know that level of racism, and you're whispering that 
match. <laughs> yeah. You definitely aren't yelling yeah. at her. Not around. yelling it for sure. And also, great journey that you then, like, your fucking character arc is coming around to, like, you're recognizing made? that your maid, who you've just shat on the entire movie, is actually your best friend. Oh, um, I, I, I'm so, I'm, I feel so much catharsis. Let's play What's Your Favorite <laughs> Line in Cla- Crash because I have my favorite line and I remembered oh it before God. I even watched it. And oh. then it came up and I was like, there's my favorite line. My favorite line is by Sandra Bullock and the way she says it is this. And this is my best, this is the best thing. I just had a gun pointed in my face. <laughs> that was a good, Thank that was you. a good impression. Thank of, you. Of her. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so the much. The strangest things about this movie. Wait, do you not want to do your favorite crash? Line? Oh, I can't think of, uh, I've already pushed all the actual crash lines, so I'm going to talk about some of my favorite crash moments. Please, please. Some of my favorite crash moments are it's this treatise on racism that within the first seven minutes, we introduce two young African-American men walking through oh, yeah. Westwood, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. talking about yeah. how they're being, like... Um, unfairly, unfairly stereotyped. stereotyped. And then we're going to make them carjackers. Yeah. My other favorite part is we're going to show how police mistreat an Af- a well-to-do African-American couple who randomly is driving in the down Ventura Boulevard at like 10.30 at night, giving roadhead to her husband. (laughs) Like, obviously the things Matt Dillon does to her are terrible. But like, why? Like, I know this wouldn't happen now because it's so much more out in the open, the atrocities that police... Like do, but like this and is the po- this is po- they, this uh, is post Rod- this is thirteen years post Rodney King. Yeah. Yes. So like we know black people get pulled over for no reason. So why do we decide like well we'll make her give head to her- Terrence Howard <laughs> in the car so they get pulled over and then she gets molested? Why not just have them get pulled over? Yes. yes. Why do you need to give a reason? There's literally no reason to give a reason. Why later would we have Terrence? Howard pointing a gun yeah. at police officers and having Ryan Phillippe having to talk him down. Why Ryan do we believe Phillippe. that a rookie cop is going to be able to talk yeah. two other guys down when he's literally ten feet away with yeah. a gun? Also, also, why is Ryan Phillippe even allowed to do that? So, like, why does Ryan Phillippe, the, the hero of the movie... Actually, you could stop right there. Why does Ryan Phillippe... <laughs> Why Ryan, yes. Ryan Phillippe? Yes. Oh, so So true. many questions so, about just like Ryan well, Phillippe, why? just like in general, in like life. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, like they basically like. I guess cruel intentions we and have then to, Reese, yeah. Reese Witherspoon. We have like one white guy in the movie we're showing not to be a complete racist, so we have to make him have his super racist moment where he kills and then pushes a body yeah. and just runs away. But like, like he's. And I get that we, like, we have, we can say, you know, even this person who, you know, purports to be the good guy has his unconscious biases. Fine. Make that point. Yeah. Is the point that you're going to make that he voluntarily picks up a hitchhiker, which, by the way, it's 2005. I've been told not to do that since since, since uh, I was. Okay, like, 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 come on. Like, like, you should not be pushing up. I don't care who you are. Cop, no, don't be. What the fuck? So you you pick him up. He picks him up, first of all. What are you doing? Secondly, secondly, hitchhiking on, like, Laurel fucking Canyon. I know, I know. Take a bus. Yeah. We talked about the bus earlier, right? Anyway, but, like, but, so he picks him up. Up, and then is immediately suspicious yeah. of him. Like it's like he, 
watching the scene, Ryan Phillippe plays the entire thing yeah. suspicious of yeah. him. He does. And yeah. Like, but can why I the fuck did you pick him up? Why? When he reaches into his pocket, he's like, he's laughing. That is also, I'm gonna say something, not that he was asking me a shot, but a real asshole move to laugh. And then the person says, What are you laughing at? And him to be nothing. I'm just saying. If, so, if you're laughing oh, and then you say, the dialogue, the and awful. then you say, and then you say nothing, you fucking almost deserve to get shot. I am so sorry, <laughs> but like you need to like don't laugh around me. Like tell me what's funny, and then him going, you want to see what's in my pocket? Like you were gonna angrily pull out the St. Christopher thing? Yeah, that was crazy and the most like everything in this movie is the most manufactured Ooh. moment. Like nothing is. I real also wrote life. that down. Even the emotional moments are super manufactured. Ma- yes. Manufactured. Even like, like I will say that I completely forgot that Michael Pena's daughter does not die. No, like in my oh, head yeah. while it was happening, I thought she was going yeah, to get I shot thought, and killed. I forgot that she <laughs> did die. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, me too. And that was like, oh god, that was because the the beautiful Pakistani girl put blanks yes. in the, yeah. the gun she or whatever. Beautiful. She was yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. What do you think girl. she does for her skin? <sighs> I think she was born like that. Yeah, perhaps. probably. Yeah, yeah. She was just so beautiful. Moisturizes. Oh, no, I know. I was very happy every time she was on screen for that reason. Yeah. Um. But like, I. Yeah. It's to me. Uh, <laughs> this was it was well constructed insofar as the puzzle was concerned. You know, like it's always interesting like it when we get together, yeah. when we get like a, a fun puzzle. Oh, movie yeah. and you go the like brother. Yeah, and yeah. You, which of course you saw coming from yeah. Hawaii too. But like. But like it, you know, it's it's fun to have a puzzle movie, and you go, okay. There was a certain amount of like intelligent screenwriting that went into a puzzle movie like that. that Scientology that, that, screenwriting you know, that went into which, a puzzle like, like that. He's out of it now, though. But like, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, you know, a smart puzzle does not an Oscar-winning movie make. Yeah. You no. know, and that it just to me in a mo- in a year it was even worse looking back when I was comparing it to the other movies because in a year that was. Four to five films were about messaging. Yeah, yeah. You, if if you this wanted to go, this was the clumsiest it, yes. by by such a long shot. The, the heavy, the most heavy-handed. Also, racism explained just through a white person's yes. perspective. Yeah, the other thing. Yeah. yeah, it felt it felt irresponsible. At That's times. a really yeah. great point. It's yeah. so it is yeah. so like. It is. It's racism dumbed down to the stupid. Like yes. it's like this is what I've been told my whole life, to and and putting a bow no. on it in that way. Yes. And I fucking hated this movie so bad. I hated. Oh. I hated it. Watched when I watched it the first time, and I hated it the second time. And I don't have anything else to say. Just, I don't want to spend <laughs> my time. No. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, in a, in a year where you had so much messaging that was done well, and that that was done intelligently, yeah. and that would have, you know. You know, I don't know. Allayed someone's guilt in the audience, no matter which yeah. which thing you picked. It's Why just not you good. This yeah. is just yeah. beyond. It's just not good. Yeah. It's yeah. just not good. That's um, terrible. I would like to point out just um, so we don't get accused of it. Mm. Um, Jennifer Esposito's character, I believe, identifies oh. as she's half Puerto Rican, half she's El Salvadorian. Half, yes, and then and Don Cheadle makes but, fun of. But them. we right. said she was Mexican earlier because Don Cheadle said she her, was her partner. <laughs> identifies her as Mexican. Yeah, so. because he's also in, racist. In because indeed. everybody here Everybody's is racist. terrible. Yes. The, the point yeah, of the movie is, is a, the whole movie is people being racist and then feeling bad about their racism. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and the and and recognizing the whole cycle starts over. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And again, last, none of this is untrue. But it's no. like this is the clumsiest uh, way to do it. 
What I will say in terms of it winning is I think, and obviously not exactly at us, but the people to blame for this movie winning are... Scientology. David Miscovich. No, the, yes. acting, the acting branch. Because they're the largest branch of the Academy. This movie won the SAG Award for Best Ensemble. And I guarantee you it was a lot of actors that were like, oh, look, it's a movie with 20 actors that all get their moment. I want to be in a movie like oh. that. Yeah, but good I'm night, good luck. This. They all have great moments, too. And there's also great people. There's, like, that's a wide... Yeah, but this movie is way more overwrought than Good Night and Good oh, Luck. And God, actors, that doesn't if you, even do the half of it. Yeah. Well, overwrought and, and people, and, and actually, it's a fair point. From a casting perspective, like, you're basically seeing mirrored in the voting then what you're seeing mirrored in Hollywood now, which is, like... Every you know, checking off your diversity cast list. Yeah, you know, you're saying like I have we have this and this and this, and I don't disagree with that. Right. I, it just there is a way of like okay, uh, and now we're going to theater world, but like that was one of the things I loved so much about Book of Mormon mm-hmm. is the Book of Mormon yeah. half at least half the cast is black. Right. At yeah. least yeah. the number of of black actors that that production employs is huge. Right. Um, including one of the two lead, romantic leads. Right. Right? Yeah. And it is done in the smartest way possible. Yeah. yeah. Like, it is... So there is a way of doing that that is intelligent and makes a... a it, like, actually sticks with you. And, uh, like, yeah. And this was just not that. But... Yeah. Um, but the last thing I want to say about this is that in terms of the like the messaging and what we said about Brokeback and how like this actually took this dialogue to it, it, national in a way that it hadn't been yeah. or like the, it had started to be, but it, it took, it, it opened a door, right? It was yeah. a landmark moment, whatever. What, what were we saying? Groundbreaking. Yeah. Groundbreaking. Yes. It turned a page in that actual civil rights movement, right? Yeah. This, we are now 13 years later and we have just in the past two to three years been talking about police brutality. Yeah. yeah. This did fuck nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nothing. It did nothing. Yeah. 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 Except make people think that they solved racism by watching Crash. Yeah. So they didn't really <laughs> for think sure. about it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Definitely made it. And it certainly did voters. nothing yeah. for yeah. Matt Dillon's out. career. Yeah. Oh, yikes. The, the, yeah. That's that not. Bad. That wasn't yeah. great. That wasn't good. Um, <laughs> well, before we move on to maybe some other movies from the year. Let's rank the nominees. So we'll go cool. five to one. Okay. Nicole, I'll start with you. Five to one. Five being the worst? Yes. Okay, Crash. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Duh. <laughs> um, give me a second. I need to uh, think about it. I need to think through this. Um, Capote. Good night and good luck. Okay, God, I hate myself right now. Munich broke back. But I, I hate myself because the experience of watching Munich, I think, was in a lot of ways more enjoyable. But I have to say that broke back has stood the test of time with me in a way that uh, maybe the story of Munich didn't. Megan. Crash is oh, really? number five. Yeah. I did not. Hey, um, is is this? Hey, is this thing on? You guys, you guys can't see, but um, uh, Craig just just wrote a, a, a um, an arrow for Crash going across all three of all our three. followers, well, knowing we, that we don't know what I'm gonna say yet. So none of us like Crash. Uh, then Capote. Uh huh. Um, then Brokeback Mountain. Okay. Then Good Night and Good Luck. Mm-hmm. And then Munich. 
Munich is my favorite movie of that year. I think it's the mm. best made movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go in fifth place. Crash? Crash. <laughs> Um, fourth. Oh, please get that. You're going to get that drop, right? That'll be at the beginning of the episode. Oh. It actually, the, the, so our little drop at the beginning of the episode ends with the, before it goes into the year, always ends with Jack Nicholson's 2005 thing. So this week it'll be that twice. Be like, <laughs> and the Oscar goes to, and the Oscar goes to. Yay. And then it'll say crash and we'll all stab ourselves. Fourth for me is also Capote. <laughs> Third mm-hmm. for me is Munich. Okay. Yeah. Second is Good Night and Good Luck, and I'm going to go with Brokeback first. Okay, cool. Um, it's close. I mean, for me, Munich, it's a little overlong, and I don't like that in sex part. Yeah. yeah. I like um, all of that sex part. Yeah. You like you like the sex. Um, I was thinking it's just like, inter- it's my, it was the most entertaining. Was there, um, was there another movie you wanted to talk about, Nicole? Um, no, I mean, we spent so, so, so much time. I think, you know... When we initially were talking about this, I actually it was fun going back and seeing all the movies. I looked, I looked at a list yeah. of everything, um, and <laughs> Wedding Crashers came out this uh, year. And movie. I was reminded all over again how much I resent the Academy for never giving comedies there to. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes giving. Comic actors, like one best supporting and like, just actor, like a drop yeah, in the bucket, yeah. like oh, yeah. give you supporting actors. Here you go, Melissa yeah. McCarthy. Yeah, now exactly. we're good for ten years. Yeah, now yeah. we're good for ten years. Yeah. No, yeah. this like this is like I a guess huge, this little thing that you do is yeah. yeah. This is like a huge um, yeah, be in my bonnet, I guess. Um, yeah. I, with the Academy, it always has been. As an actor, comedy is hard, um, mm-hmm. and to to give it. Some people say it's harder. Yes, I don't say that because it comes so easily for me. Yeah, (laughs) but but I think fair. You have a face for comedy, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) For radio, for comedy, for for print, print. (laughs) not print, like not like doing print ads. No, like like, for writing, for writing, writing print, for darkness. Yeah, (laughs) people have also said that too. People have said I'm like Anne Hathaway, but like a seven. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you know what I'm saying. People. People. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 like, but it was, it was interesting. And also 40-Year-Old Virgin was, uh, uh-huh. oh, yeah. as well. And, you know, you, those two movies have, they've been talked about and joked about and, mm-hmm. and, 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 like, unanimously loved and yeah. embraced yeah. for years And now. they both have heart, too. Oh, in a, so in, much in a great way. Yeah. yeah. They were both, they told, they were such great movies from a storytelling perspective. Yeah. And, like, and I've watched both of them multiple times. Yeah. And, like, and I, I that just... And then knowing that Crash won, and and that those movies get overlooked year and year and year again, like yeah. it just that that bothers me so much. Yeah. It's the epitome of what yeah. bothers me. It is interesting. I went. I rewatched Forty Year Old Virgin in the lead up to this. Um, but thinking about with Wedding Crashers, that because uh, I hadn't. I mean, I've seen scenes from Forty Year Old Virgin, but I hadn't seen the whole movie in a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, it is interesting, in a way, the comedy of it in the year of Brokeback, because both those movies definitely do like play on like some gay panic. You know how like, I do. Okay. And yeah. in Wedding Crashers, the whole thing with like the brother. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. oh my god, but also tummy sticks. Oh, but I feel like I, I feel like I can say this as part of the LGBT community. That's <laughs> yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That, that, well, and then the thing is, out of the thing, and oh it's like god. it's sexual. 
sexual and violent. It's, that is a very funny scene. But even like the like even the Seth Rogen Paul Rudd stuff, like I can see why like people like get up in arms about it. But it's also like I believe like these two bros would talk like that. So like yeah. I get like we don't. I get being upset that it's being played for comedy, but like at a point like you also have to look at like I mean these are two like characters that are like. Yeah, portrayed as flawed characters, so sure. it yeah. is this weird balance. Paul Rudd's a psycho person. I also yeah. think that Vince Vaughn in, in Wedding Crashers um, actually does not. He he still has heart in handling oh, sure. the brother. Yeah. Yeah. Like he doesn't. He's not being a dick to yeah. him. Um, he's in a situation where he is not attracted to the person who's attracted yeah. to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it it doesn't feel overly homophobic right. in yeah. that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just and Rachel McAdams is darling. But like just the best. Just just oh the best. Um, I'm excited so, to see speaking no. of LGBT. Oh, I'm yes. very excited for that movie. Disobedience. Disobedience. I know. I we got some wait. hot chicks doing it. I'm really gonna need to have a cold drink. Um, well, why don't we, <laughs> uh, during <laughs> during through? I'm actually gonna talk about one of those other girls. But do you want to talk about your movie first? No, you go first because I'll talk okay. about mine last. I'm just gonna I'm gonna do a, a new a real quick new segment that we kind of been doing oh, called man. What Did Craig Watch. <laughs> Because if I watch so many movies, I should at least mention them. Um, I watched The Squid and the Whale. Oh, Are we sure Jesse Eisenberg is good outside of Social Network? No, I don't think so. Remember when he smears semen? Semen all over the place. place. That kid uh, is great. Yeah, he's great. Wait, I think that's Josh Pice's son. I'm almost positive. Oh, it might be. Yeah, anyway. Um, Jesse Eisenberg um, is not great. I think Superman, Batman versus Superman, or whatever the fuck Superman. He's really whatever. not good in that. Yeah, he's not good. No, oh, I didn't bother seeing um, I watched. Wa- I rewatched Walk the Line. Great movie. Like it better than Red. Baby, baby, baby. She's really good in it. She won Best Actress, which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that seems um, like Just for that role, but mm-hmm, she's very mm-hmm, good in mm-hmm. it. Um, oh, it's definitely better than Ray. I think it's one of the only biopics that I actually enjoy. Yeah. It's Enjoy still kind of, it's still well, like we talked about when we talked about Ray, like it's a little ruined by Walk Hard. Yeah. Because it, Walk Hard is very much just taken from those two movies. Yeah. So there's scenes in it that it's like, it's the exact, wrong boy is, died. Yeah. Like that's all from Walk the Line, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, uh, are you going to talk about Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? No, you can talk about Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Well, I'm not going to talk about it, but, but I rewatched it. But speaking of homophobia, like stuff yeah. that's, yeah, that's problematic. Yeah. Nowadays. Oh, Kimmer's great in it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, R.I.P. Val Kilmer. I know he's not dead, but I know, but like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this this a big year for R.D.J. This is this is like the year Iron Man becomes possible. I feel like between Good Night and Good Luck and, and Kiss, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Bang. Yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang basically is like him working out the Tony Stark also, stuff. Also, Michelle Moynihan. Speaking of hot, 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 hot. Um, I watched A History of Violence. Great. Great moments of violence. I don't think it's as great as Eastern Promises, but I do the love movie, that movie. The movie, it's almost, the movie so is good. almost like, uh, is everyone supposed to be kind of not acting well in this movie? No, like, you're wrong. They're, it's no, good. the acting in it's not very good. And it's no, a lot of good actors. I am. I saw it so. I the violence so is great. Long ago, I can't even remember. Um, good sex scenes. Good sex scenes in that movie for yeah. you too. I mean, it's a. Uh, um, and then Syriana. Boring. Um, so fucking boring. That it's actually boring. pretty good, but it's not great. So the movie I want to talk about, though, which I think is good, um, is The Constant Gardener, oh, um, which of course Rachel Weisz Rachel Weiss yes. won the Academy Award for, and she is our other. Orthodox lesbian and mm-hmm. disobedience. Mm-hmm. Um, John Lucari forever. Yeah. You can't make a bad adaptation of John Lucari. No. 
It's, um, there's just too much going the, on. This is one of the better ones, I think, um, just because it's easier to follow and stuff. Yeah. Um, I like it's this movie. also It was such a good movie that year, and then I rewatched it, and it's still really good. It also was really interesting rewatching it just, you know, like not long after we watched Michael Clayton, because yeah. it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. It's like about a pharmaceutical company, like, Killing people and then I think having it's way to cover more it up. It's better. Yeah. It's definitely better, and it's like it's got a more global look on it. So it's more believable because it's like them killing people in Africa, which is like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm yeah. sure that happens, that happens still all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it's just really good. And Ray Fiennes, that guy is good. Yeah, he's fucking yeah. good, man. He really can do no wrong. Yeah, like, I, and he's friends with Andy Cohen, which is great. Oh yeah. Um, everybody in the movie's good. It's a good yarn. Really enjoyed rewatching. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'd bump, I'd bump Crash for it. Like, I don't know. That I, I think I would, I would bump Crash for literally. Every, I watched like eleven movies. I bump Crash for any, any of those of movies, any and of some of them I don't even think are very that great. Yeah. Like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I don't think is great anymore. Like I said, I don't love Squid and the Whale or A History of Violence. They're all better than Crash. Mm-hmm. I saw that you did watch the movie that I watched. I didn't talk about it, though, because I knew you were going to. Oh, God. Listen, here's the thing. I am... In the bag. And my name is Megan, and I am a (coughs) real basic fucking bitch. And the number of times that I have watched various adaptations of Pride and Motherfucking (laughs) Vegas... I don't even, I, I would hesitate. I literally on a Tuesday afternoon will be like, I'm feeling blue. You know what I'm going to put on? It, not even Prime Prejudice, even sometimes. Sometimes it's Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> sometimes it's like fucking Mansfield Park. Wow. Sometimes I'll just put on Mansfield Did you Park. you ever put on Emma? Yeah, Emma, great. Jeremy Northam, Emma's great. Uh, sometimes I will reread sections of Northanger Abbey. Like, that's where we're at. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not cool or good in any way. You're one of the, you're like the real life version of that Austin Land movie. Yeah, 100%. But like, a, again, a less attractive version of Carrie Russell, who I think is the most beautiful woman ever. But anyway, here's the thing. Um, that I just want to say to all you Austin heads out there. Yeah. Uh, the six-hour BBC Pride and Prejudice um, uh, with uh, Colin Firth and uh, what's her name? Jennifer Elf? Elf? What are you pronouncing? Ellie? 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 Whatever. Um, Ely? Ely? Something. And uh, uh, it's not Brenda Blethyn because she's in the, the whatever. Yeah. The, that, the six-hour version is is the pen that's the gold standard yeah. it's amazing mm-hmm. it's absolutely perfect it's absolutely true to the book and it's and that's why it's like sort of like the best for mm-hmm. Austin heads if you're looking for like the like Cliff Notes this, yeah the Cliff Notes and also the sexier Hollywood version this Pride and Prejudice is a chef's kiss <laughs> I just chef's kiss choice it is Kira Knight, it's Joe Wright, who I love. Mm-hmm. We've already talked about uh, Atonement, and I'm super in the hole for Kira Knightley is so thin and so pretty and fucky. <laughs> and and that beautiful angular face. Yes! Oh my god, her cheekbones could cut, cut through glass. cheese. It's amazing. <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, and uh, hot, hot girl, what is her name from Gone Girl? Rose, Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike oh, is, yeah. mm-hmm. is hot Jane. You Austin. know who I think doesn't Matthew like McFadden this movie? Does great, and I don't like Moth McFadden in I don't think he's hot in other things, but he's hot in this. And at the end, they change up the ending a little bit so that he, like, is more, like, like, he says, like, I love you to Elizabeth, which in the in the book and in the BBC version, he's like, 
I'm glad that we found each other. Basically. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Very British. I am yeah. so very glad <laughs> yeah. we found each other. Listen, it must be said that a woman of small fortune living in West Hollywood <laughs> must be in want of a Pride and Prejudice adaptation. That's a spin on, on the first line from Pride, Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know who I bet doesn't like watching this movie? I don't know. Tell me. Tallulah Riley. Who is Tallulah Riley? Tallulah Riley plays Mary Bennett in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Because her sisters are played by yeah. Carrie Mulligan, Jenna Malone, oh, Rosamund Pike, oh, and Kira Knightley. Oh, dear. So if oh, I was dear. Tallulah okay. Riley, so tough, tough. who apparently, I looked up, she is a host on Westworld. So really? Oh, good for Tallulah. She's like one of the main, like she's like the main greeter, I guess. Oh, she turned out to be hot, by the way. Yeah, she's doing well for herself oh, she's now. she's great. But she I bet, turned but out I bet, hot. Like, the last 10 years have been rough. We've been tough, yeah, yeah. 100%. Listen, I'm going to tell I you... I bet for a while she was like, well, Jenna Malone's no. not doing... What's going on with Hunger Games? That's like- also okay, because, like, <laughs> yeah. let me tell the girl, the girl... I don't know who plays... I don't know the actress in either the BBC or this version who plays Charlotte, um, Elizabeth's mm-hmm. best friend yeah. who gets married to... Uh, uh, to Tom Collins. To Collins, yeah. yeah. Um, but she, there was always a big thing about her being, like, not good-looking, basically. And, like, there's bits in the movie about yeah. how it's like, oh, it's it's a shame that she's, like, plain and not good-looking mm-hmm. or whatever. And both of those actresses are, like, kind of weird-looking. Yeah. And I don't recognize, like, I don't think either of them went on to anything. So that's... Yeah, it's not really. I think the other one, I looked at both of them, and the other one has done, I think she continually works in, in England. England, like, on oh, TV yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So pray for the Charlottes of the world. Yeah. Which well, I, I feel a real kinship with, yeah. by the way. I think that, like... I think that part of that is is that it was 2005. Like, I mean, now mm-hmm. we have, especially because think about what t- what's happened in TV since yeah. 2005. I mean, it's exploded. Yeah. And I just feel like the diversity of, of looks yeah. now that we Elizabeth Moss would play Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. Like the, no, it, we, but we have like, yeah, we just have, I don't know, more interesting looking people yeah. around yeah. now that are having careers. Yeah. Whereas like, so if they had done this now, I think maybe they would immediately be going on to something else. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a really good version of that of that story. I mean, of that tale as old as time that we all know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really great. And Judy Dench is, is a fucking Lady Catherine in it. And she has a couple, only like a couple scenes. But yeah, she's, really she's great. Donald Sutherland. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, when he cries at the end. I yeah. couldn't have parted you with you for anybody less worthy. It's very romantic and it's very great. And it's British countryside. And yeah. what more do you want? The other Brenda tr- Blevin! The what other- more do you want? The other trivia that I read was that um, is it Blithely? What's the what's the ones that Jane marries? Oh, um, Bingley. Bingley, sorry, Mister Bingley. Um, that him and Rosamund Pike had dated in real life. Really? So Joe Wright didn't want to cast him, and he couldn't find anybody else that he thought was as right for it. And he finally just called her, and she was like, "Yeah, that's fine." Oh, that's so fucking great. <laughs> of course, yeah, that's. She was fine. like, "Yeah, that's yeah. fine." And by the way, he's great. He's a great Bingley. Yeah. They both have like that, like that very airbrushed look of mm-hmm. like being very sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matthew mm-hmm. McFadden. It's funny. He's not good looking in other things. He's like Dugray Scott. Do you guys remember Dugray Scott? He was in Ever After. Do I remember? <laughs> yes. Yes, I girl. Quote, talk about. I could quote every line mm. of Ever After. Bless you. You are a woman after my own heart, and I love you, and, that's and a, we are friends You know, that's now. a huge sliding doors moment, Dugray Scott's career, 
because he was originally cast as Wolverine. Really? Wow. And then couldn't do it Whoa. for some reason. Like okay. he was shooting something. Else. That's that's, oh, that's, that's a big shit. You know, he's in he's in Snatch now in the TV series. Now, so now he's on Crackle and Snatch. Okay, so but here's Jackman's. what I'll say. Here's what I'll Hugh say. Jackman. Yeah, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman. Here's what I'll say. Do Grace Scott and both Matthew McFadden, the two of them, are really hot in these like period pieces, and then like out of those clothes is like no great shakes. Yeah, but yeah. he's great. In, oh God, oh God, he's so oh God, he's so good. Yeah, I kneel before you not as a prince but as a man. Oh. <laughs> Like on your, you know, when, when you just need something uh-huh. to turn on, like ever after is that for you? I was gonna say for me, that's like the Cinderella world. Yep. It's it, well, it's one of two things. It's the Cinderella world because it's either Ever After or the live action Cinderella. Oh uh, wait, are we talking about the one with Brandy? Because that's no. a really great one. <laughs> no, also though no, that. But no, 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 the one that came out a couple years. Ago. Oh, I love that one. I What's her name? Lily James. She's she's so perfect and and beautiful, and I love her. And she's also very thinny. And And yes, Rob Stark. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that later tonight because we're talking about that. I'm gonna watch that later tonight, and then I might put on this Pride and Prejudice afterwards. You should, you should. Yeah, yes. yeah. No, it's that, or it's like it's. Well, I, I was gonna say Harry Potter. It's, 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 it's fantasy world. It's Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. But yeah. like, I don't actually. I, I actually. Really but with like pretty girls that I could imagine. Harry Potter, so I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. You. I want like. I want to be. I want there to be a pretty heroine yeah. who's plucky. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's like me. Yeah. And then it's like probably not really like me at all. But that's You're okay. actually wearing a very Cinderella color dress <gasps> right now. I am! Yes. You're like a stepsister in a phone. Or, um, what's his name? The mouse, the fat mouse, <laughs> Gus Gus. Gus Gus. I got a real Gus Gus vibe going on. Yeah. <laughs> Except um, I'm older. Yes. Yeah, much older like than much Gus older. Gus. Because if Gus Gus was your age, Gus Gus, Gus, Gus would, would be, be dead. dead. Multiple yeah. times over. Cool. That's fine. That's um, totally fine. So now that we've talked about all these movies, what should have won Best Picture in 2005? I still say Munich. I think Munich is the best, mm-hmm. well, is the most well, well-crafted movie of that year and the most entertaining. Um, I, I still say Brokeback Mountain, mm-hmm. but also still Munich. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, are... That is the Pulp Fiction year for me, <laughs> except we flipped it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I still say broke back. Cool. But nothing's like, nothing like, it's not like a year where like something like rises to the top. Like obviously like there's a giant chasm between every movie that was released in 2005 and Crash. Yeah. But there's not, there's not like a big uh, Which I think we can all top. agree is crazy that it won. I mean, I think it's crazy that it was even nominated. The yeah. fact that it won is like... Yeah, be, it, it should never have been nominated. No. The fact that it won is. Yeah. I, I'm gonna go and say it shouldn't have been made. Here's the thing: I think the fact <laughs> that it won is less crazy than the fact that it was nominated. I think it's crazy the nominators thought it was a top five movie. <laughs> yeah. Once it went to that whole pool, like we talked about earlier with the actors and stuff, yeah. it surprised me less that more people voted for that than any of those what other do you movies. Think the parties were like afterwards, where they're like, I'm sure they were all just like hanging out. Tandy Newton was like just driving around giving road head. 
She you is know, gorgeous. You know yeah. that the people in Crash. She's actors, so much better in Westworld, oh, which is a so problematic show. That's exactly what I was thinking. Is being good. Yeah, it's then, not good. No, it's not. <laughs> then, it's a bad um, show. but she's very. Beautiful. She's great. She's beautiful in it, and she's great in and great. Because in my head, I was like better. watching Crash. I was like, oh, she's gonna be good in this, and then I was like, no, she's bad no. in this. Yeah. Everyone's Everybody's bad. bad. Nobody's given dialogue, though. To be fair, nobody's given it's human dialogue. Yeah. So bad. No, no one's given human dialogue. Is a great way of putting it. Yeah. Um, Nicole, what we like yeah. to ask people before mm-hmm. we wrap up is, mm-hmm. do you have a favorite movie of 2018 so far? <gasps> oh my gosh. It's so young. 2018 is yeah. so young. Mm-hmm. But it's not, though. It's May. We're I... four months in. Oh Although it's two of those months. What? Like slow oh, months. my God. Guys, this is what happens hmm. when you get older. These months go by mm-hmm. so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, the passage of time. So mm-hmm. can we can we do a little uh, a recap of the movies that have come out? We well, I'll we, go uh, first. Yeah. My favorite yeah. movie is still Isle of Dogs, okay. followed by Paddington 2. Okay. These are okay. both I, great. I heard the, I heard the Paddington, Paddington 2 is incredible. Yeah. Uh, I did see Telly today, and mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. Not my, not didn't beat the two, but uh, cool. shout out to Telly, which was great. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think mine might be Tully, but that might just be recency bias because I also saw it today. Right, really? Right before Megan saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I would think I right now at this point I need to watch that and A Quiet Place and Paddington 2 back to back to back. Right. And then I could be like, oh, this is my favorite because they're all very different, mm-hmm. clearly. Um, Tully did get me on an emotional level. Yeah. I need to see. I literally need to see a list. Like, this is what's happened because mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave this conversation and then I'm going to kick myself. I'm trying to think of some of the big ones. you know. Oh, oh. Um... Okay. Well, Infinity Wars. Uh, Infinity War. We've had Black Panther Annihilation. Wait, Black, Black Panther. I, I, but no, 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 no. But no, no, no. Because no, no, no. What was I gonna say? Watching you go through this. Well, because I'm thinking about like the like, things that this I is haven't real, seen but in you're, 2018. Yeah. But like you're taking on. us on a journey, and I yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> you're just it's watching the world. I guess I'd say Casablanca. Did that come out this year? <laughs> <laughs> um, crash. Uh, oh no! Wait, we were just talking about that. Yeah. Sorry, it's not. We crash. all hated it. Uh, sorry, but, sorry. Yeah, black. Yeah, Black Panther was real good. Um, uh, I just there were so many things that I watched in 2018 to prepare for the Oscars this year, but they actually came out in 2017. Yeah, that now it's like mushing. It's mushing together in my brain. Yeah. Um, Go see shit. Paddington Two, which you will not regret. Okay. Yeah. Really okay. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll see Black. Uh, I'll, I'll say Black Panther right now because it's literally the only movie I can remember that has come out in 2018 yep. that I saw, um, and it was good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's an enjoyable movie. Yeah. There you go. Sure, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Oh, 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 yes. In fact, <laughs> um, a couple things. Okay, so uh, I, I too have a podcast coming out. I have two podcasts coming out soon. Um, Brag. I get um, it. <laughs> they are very different uh, in nature. The um, first of which is actually uh, a fictionalized podcast. So it is. I am working on it currently. Have been in the studio the past several days. Um, I'm wrapping tomorrow. Um, I it's. Tentatively titled uh, "Searching for Sally," but I don't know what it will be, and I will announce that later. Um, it is about the Renaissance and time travel and storytelling. So, uh, I yeah. Wow, that is a tall order. <laughs> and, yeah, it's a tall order. Um, and I uh, am I'm fortunate enough to play the lead in it, so I'm very 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 excited. It'll be nine episodes. It's probably coming out in June. I will alert everybody via the social medias um the other thing the other podcast um is not a fictional podcast <laughs> i am a host of it a co-host of it 
and it is tentatively called Coming Out with Lauren and Nicole, and it is all stories of people coming out um, cool. all across the spectrum and all um, different cultures, religions, backgrounds, genders, all the good th- ages, all the things, because who doesn't love to hear people's coming out stories? Um, cool shit, So dude. every time we will have, Lauren and I will tell our coming out stories, our hilarious coming out <laughs> stories, um, on the first episode, and then, the, then we will always have a guest on, and we will break off into a conversation about LGBT issues and whatever comes up via the story. So it, it'll be poignant and funny and all of those things. Um, so those are the two things that I have coming out in the immediate future. I'm in a play in the Fringe Festival in June, if you live in Los Angeles, it's called Best Friend, come see it. Um, and then I'm doing another play in September called Time Stand Still um, at the Lounge Theater. So um, you can find out about all of these things at my social medias at Nicole Pacent. That's N I C O L E P A C E N T uh, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and uh, Facebook.com slash Nicole Pacent Actor. <laughs> Nicole, I am <laughs> obsessed with that. <laughs> I want that spiel, and I, it, and I don't care that it's not even about me at all. Like yeah. I would like you to record it, and then I'll just carry it around and just like yeah. and and just like play that back for people. You can find Megan at LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I am on MySpace though. Yeah, I am yeah, on yeah. MySpace. Oh, Check her out. Put her in, please put her in your top nine. Mm-hmm. But just oh know, God, just know that I'm much better looking in person than I am mm-hmm. in these pictures yeah. because. Uh, I don't photograph well. Yeah. Uh, Twitter at too many Megans and my Instagram is Murphy Megan. Um, you can follow me at Craig Jorazak on Instagram or Twitter. Um, you can follow us at the Oscar Should on Twitter or the Oscar Should Have Gone To on Instagram. Uh, you can rate and review us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Stitcher. I don't like Google the face that you're Play making Store. when you're making it. It's like you have a weird um, smile. Tell your friends. Guys, we we want to get just famous enough to have like a Casper ad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it's like all I want. That's yeah. like all like if they'd yeah. send us like a free bed, oh, that'd be choice. God, I, I give it to you for all your dirty. No, cats. they should send two of us. It's oh yeah, there's two of us. Okay, yeah. okay, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. Otherwise, uh, our next episode will be the year. 2000 for our yeah in the year 2000, 2000. Uh, for our preppers out there future um, so uh, that's crouching tiger hidden dragon mm-hmm. traffic Aaron Brockovich you have good memory of all these things. oh I f- always forget gladiator one, gladiator well, gladiator one <laughs> and gladiator. Um, oh chocolat Chocolat. Nice, strong year. Yeah. Um, so we will see you next time. Thank you so much, Nicole, for joining us. Thank, Thank you, you Nicole. guys, for having me. This was so fun. You were great. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs>